Time Podcast. I am your host, Gary Howard. Hopefully, everybody's doing well. If you're a return listener, thank you. If you're a new listener, let me tell you about what I do. I am a truck driver. I will drive all 48 continental states of the U.S. Well, I used to before Prima kind of limited where they go. But during that time, I have to stay at truck stops. And for my 10-hour break, my DOT 10-hour break and 30-minute breaks. And during that I will talk during this podcast. I'll talk about the truck stops I stop at, the amenities, what food there's the, what people think about it, and what it's all about. Also, I'll talk about uh, crime slash murder. Lately, there's been a lot of murders, but eventually that will change. Later on, there might be some true crime. That's why I added that truck stop murder and true crime podcast, just in case if there is no murder, which would be good if there's no murder around the truck stop, but there's always crime no matter where you go. But either how, anyhow, this is where I'm at. I'm in the Midwest Travel Plaza waiting on a load. Now, I've been here for a reset, which is a 34-hour reset. And if you want to know, I'll bore you for a little second about DOT. If you want to know how my time frame is broken up, if I start, once I start my clock, I got to do a 30-minute break within eight hours of that time. So six, if I start six in the morning by eight o'clock, six, if I do my mistake. Two o'clock afternoon, I got to do a thirty-minute break during that. But I have to stop fourteen hours from there and do a ten-hour break. And after I do a ten-hour break, but I can't drive more than eleven hours. But if that makes sense, thirty-minute break before eight, eleven. I can't drive more than fourteen. I have to do a ten. And if I only get seventy, well, you know, I'm gonna stop boring you with this. Let's talk about the truck stop because it it could get really different different aspects of it could get kind of tricky but yeah we, i'm at midwest travel plaza in missouri in cuba missouri the address is 5922 missouri 19 cuba missouri 65453 now it says it has enough spots for 200 trucks but i bet you could get more because there's really no designated spot it's all kind of gravel lot and right now diesel is 3.99 a gallon now they do sell beer here they used to sell hard liquor but i think they're getting their license renewed but if you do want hard liquor if you're you're not a beer drinker right across the street there's a game room that does sell jack daniels jim beam hard liquor all that or if you want to play a few games like i know some people call them casinos but they're just game rooms the place has 392 reviews 4.2 rating overall and of course it has all the stuff that showers showers they do have a washing machine which i used yesterday because i was behind on my laundry had to do that scales everything now if you want to eat at the restaurant itself it has Dottie's family restaurant which i had the chicken fried steak or some people call it country fried steak mashed potatoes and country gravy and green beans Mm-mm, it was good now the lady was kind of well the one lady was taking my orders i don't know if she was just I don't know what to say about her, but the young girl, first she forgot my salads, had to go back in. And when I told her, she started doing something else, and some young lady was like, well, well I thought she was going to help. She was, never mind, I'll get it. But anyhow, overall, they were short-staffed. They only had two people, so they're doing the best they can. We had Dolly's Family Right Car Street. There's a Huddle House, then Cuba Bakery and Deli, right across the street, right there by the visiting centers, with a pizza hut right next door now if you want to cross the highway you have jack and box mcdonald's 
and other places, Hardee's and the Walmart, which, by the way, is the smallest Walmart I've ever seen in my life. I know you have your neighborhood Walmarts, but this place didn't have really, because I went, wanted to get me some egg rolls because I bought me an air fryer, a small one, and I took some egg rolls. I was like, you know what, some egg rolls sounds good, but there was no food there. there the refrigerator section was so small. It was very small. By the way, if you're listening to this, I didn't catch your name, but when I was walking out, I have my truck stop murder ahead. He asked me about it, and I told him what he said. He'll listen to it. So if you're listening to this, please give me a shout-out on my social media page so I know he was a very, very friendly. Now, the staff there was very friendly. He was very friendly. Everything was neat, orderly, but there was just nothing there. But, yeah, give me a shout-out, you know, mystery cashier at Truck Stop Murder and True Crime Podcast on Facebook. Or, well, I'll give all my social medias at the end. So what does people think about this place? A lot of people like it, the truck stop itself, but you'll find out once the truck stop made a certain change, everybody it the place went downhill even though i don't see it but we'll see one review is one of my favorite places to stop great for a 10 or a 34 huge lot always lot always a spot no matter what time of the day yeah hot clean showers very friendly staff dotties has some best groceries you can get out here i don't know all right another star review is plenty of work plenty of parking just try to try the buffet. Oh, they have, do have a buffet there. I forgot about that. And no exaggerations. This is far the best buffet I've ever had. Now, I had the buffet a while back ago, and I didn't have it this time. My wife makes fun of me for some reason. When I go, I don't like going out to eat by myself because I feel like I have a big L on my. Look at that loser. He's eating by himself. I know my wife tells me no. I see people eating by themselves, but I just got this mindset that I cannot go out to eat. So if you see me around town, I like to go out to eat. Hey, come join me on me. So I can have some conversation. It's lonely in these trucks. So here we go. The negative reviews come in. And why are they negative and mad about this place? Here you go. Big one said, now a TA, the world's going to hell in the head basket. Yes, you heard me right. This place, TA bought it. Which, If you listen to any of my podcasts, you know I don't like TAs or Petros. Because they're greedy corporate scumbags who overprice everything, charge you convenient fees to eat at the restaurant, and their point system sucks. You can't use it for parking. You can't do nothing. You're, they're very restricted on what you can use. Unlike Pilot Flying, Flying J, where you can use your point system to, for parking and Internet, you can't do that at TA. And everything costs way more than anywhere else. And I say convenience, and I'll tell you, me and my daughter Danny was at Joplin, Missouri. I was taking her home, and so I got some Taco Bell. I was like, "What's this charge here for?" She goes, "Oh, it's just a convenience because we're here. Just the you know the convenience of being able to eat the truck stop." I'm thinking, "Wait, I can go to Pilot right next door. It's McDonald's, but they don't charge you a convenience." But whatever, I don't order there no more. I just go across the street and Subway. I need to get man. I hit that 200 mark. Yeah, I'm fat. So yeah, here another one. Ta took over. Just found out when I got some fuel, it's a shame it has come to this. Unfortunately, it will lose its charm and will become another cover price, overpriced TA. I won't be back. Another one, it says, it was a five-star until TA bought it because I know they will ruin it. One more. Looks like TA is taking over. Coffee at the side building by the pumps. 
coffee pots empty by 630 scrape some of the scrape some from the bottom they didn't charge me but if they did that would be a tragedy now that's not true because i get to, um yesterday and today i got coffee it was after seven and it was good coffee i enjoyed it, it was no bottom you know scraping on the bottom and both times she gave it to me free so thank you but overall my opinion of this truck stop is so ta hasn't ruined it yet they do have quite a bit of stuff they have a barber shop in there too by the way if you want to get your haircut and i was going to get one yesterday but they were closed on sundays but it's not bad plenty of parking the food's good but hopefully ta don't and there's also if you don't want to eat at Dottie's, i forgot to mention in the fuel aisle area there is fast food like pizza and sandwiches and different things like that so let's talk about a murder or murders let's talk about what happened in kirkwood missouri now i'm going it was pretty much i tried to record this yesterday and i realized it before recording i need to stay away from the booze because it was a disaster i tried a lot of this information i got from murder you know wait infamous america it's an app that you put on your phone so you can see different crimes where they happen and it gives you breakdown wikipedia all of them have wikipedia pages a lot of this information i'm getting from wikipedia and articles that i got from that website so yeah we're talking about the person in interest is charles lee cookie thornton this is a prime example how annexing a town could really change the laws where you used to be able to do a lot of stuff in the past now you can't because now the laws that was not in your area is not as when they take over like when i was living in talk village there's a little street across the ways that was incorporated but we used to have bonfires all the time but once it became part of stock village they said no longer can we have open fires we can only have in buckets and not buckets but barrels or some had to be contained and we're like well they said nope no now we're stock village so that's the same thing here and this man charles lee thornton cookie he owned um construction concrete asphalt company this demolition so what he used to do, he used to park all his equipment on the roads, and, and he was always able to be able to park his equipment here and there. But once the city took over, they just said that he cannot do that, so he was getting ticketed for that. But before this, everybody was getting excited about it. They thought, well, this might be a good thing. They voted on it. By the way, this place I'm talking about is Meckham Park. It is a primary African-American, like a black community. So they thought, well, maybe it might help bring some money in it. You know, then they started building like a big shopping center you're gonna have walmart and all this other stuff so they thought it'd be a good way to some income so charles lee cookie well the mayor first stated that they were going to start giving some of the work to the the locals but the thing was she wasn't you had to go through the contractor the developer to do this but when cookie heard this i'm gonna call him cookie cookie heard this he thought that he was a key in for the contract that they were going to hire him to do that but the thing is, he didn't really like, you have to bid on these jobs. You just can't show up, say, I'm here with your trucks. So what they started doing, they started giving it, well, one of the videos I seen, they started giving it to the bigger white companies. That's what he would lay. He would later say that was racism. They didn't pick him because racism, but he was not bidding on none of the jobs. He wasn't doing nothing. And so he did not get the job. And of course, he continued parking his equipment and everything on the street. And continue getting tickets and stuff like that so they gave him tickets they at one point so he started going to these town meetings and complaining a lot and really disrupting the services not service and everything like that so finally they said fine 
he ended up getting tickets up to $20,000. They said, tell you what, how about if you just, he ended up receiving more than 150 tickets, four ordered and paid, like I said, nearly 20000 shows scanned copies of his, all the sentences and whatever. That They even broke it down one time and said, of course, he kept going to the town hall, complaining and screaming, making mockery of everything that was going on there. They even told him they would help him out and make him pay $4,425 a month for five years. But after a few, he stopped paying because for a while he tried to stop the tickets and bought a commercial plot not too far from there where he could put his equipment. But because of that, he couldn't no longer afford it. So the city was like, well, tell you what, how about you just stop? We'll we'll forgive your $20,000. we will get rid of all the tickets. You stop parking your vehicles where they do. I know you. he's been doing this. You've been doing this for years, but it's no longer. Now this is Kirkwood. You can no longer do that. And But he disagreed. He said that he wanted these people to say they were wrong. And he, he tried to sue him a few times, one for $350, but then he raised it to $14 million, I believe it was. Yeah, $14 million in damages and everything, and for them to apologize. Of course, they wouldn't do it in federal court. They brought, brought it back to $350 in damages. So he was not very happy about that. He actually attacked a few people. One, one of the council members came over on, let me see, 2000, May 13, 2002, Convicted of assault on Ken Yaus, one of the, well, we'll get to that. Who later became almost gave it away. He also was arrested, handcuffed by two city council meetings in 2006. The first occasion on May 18, 2006, Thornton was charged with disorderly conduct and was released. Now, this act was he came over to South. He threw some straw on him. Okay, another incident, you know where he was protesting in front of a restaurant Thornton was on June 24, 2007. Thornton was charged with misdemeanor assault after a struggle outside PJ's restaurant in Kirkwood. Thornton had been picketing outside the restaurant and began stomping the owner until subdued. Now, that's what Wikipedia said, but everywhere I see, he just tripped him. And so, there you go. He he tried to sue for $14 million. He tried to get the city to apologize for doing what they did to him but they refused and he his tickets just kept piling up and piling up he had to file bankruptcy at one point so what does a man do so this is what it comes from i'm gonna go over on the wikipedia page about the murder itself so part thornton parked this because he figured this is they're a racist community he was fighting the unjust government in, in the county so Thornton parked his van on the side street near Kirkwood City Hall and saw Kirkwood Police Sergeant William Biggs, who was on duty but walking to walking to pick up dinner nearby. He in a parking lot across the street from City Hall, Thornton confronted Biggs and shot him with a Smith and Wesson model twenty nine forty four Magnum revolver, killing him instantly before Thornton fired Biggs had hit a distress signal on his radio to summon additional police. Thorne took big Smith & Wesson 40 caliber handgun and went inside the city hall. There in the city council chambers, the Pledge of Allegiance, yep, they're still doing that in 2008, had just been recited and the mayor was starting the city council meeting with 30 people attending. Thorne entered the room quietly from the back with both of his weapons concealed, but soon got close to attended victims 
And keep in mind, he has two weapons. So he popped both of them up like he's freaking OS double shooting. <laughs> double fist. That sounds retard. He first fatally shot Kirkwood police officer Tom Ballman in the head and continued shooting other victims at close range while reporting, repeating the phrase, right, reportedly repeating the phrase. That's what he was saying while he was shooting. He kept screaming, shoot the mayor, shoot the mayor. He fatally shot council members Connie Carr. We there's a movie about her on YouTube. It's like a cartoon. I'll put it on my notes. And Michael H.T. Lynch and public works director Ken Yost. You remember him? This out. He shot Mayor Mike Swabati twice in the head and left him for dead. Witness reported about 15 gunshots, ignoring the four other council members. So he had his mindset on people who actually hurt him. Kind of reminds me of another case. Just say if the killdozer was the artillery, this guy was the infantry. He was the ground troops. But yeah, he was after certain people and he was ignoring them. He believes that he was just shooting the people who did him wrong. So Thornton Chase City Attorney John Hassel, who slowed Thornton by throwing chairs at him until he escaped from the room. And keep in mind, since he did the other officer that was outside who, who put his emergency button, Officer... What's his name? Officer Sergeant William Biggs. The police were on their way. And keep in mind, the the here, I'll read down from Wikipedia. All the gunfire was audible at the Kirkwood Police Department building, located right across the small parking lot from the rear of the entrance in City Hall. Two Kirkwood police officers rushed in the council chambers. There, Thornton fired on them from behind a desk. The officers returned fire at Thornton, who still had rounds left, so he could continue, but he sustained two gunshot wounds and died at the scene. So, there's a lot of aftermath about this. Yeah, he left notes, everybody. He knew that it was not going to end well for him, especially since the police department was right there. So, aftermath, in total, Thornton killed five people and wounded two reporters, Todd Smith and Mayor Mike Swabati, who was taken to St. John Mercy's Medical Center, the latter in critical condition. The mayor had been shot in the lower jaw with the bullet exiting from the cheek from his cheek and was also shot in the back in his head. He underwent surgery on February 7th and again February 8th. The latter surgery lasted three hours. Mayor Somebody's condition was upgraded after a few days to serious and after two weeks of satisfactory. Since he, since then he had begun eating soft food and foods and talking. His family said that he had no memory of the shooting. He wouldn't need reconstructive surgery for his face. Other long-term health effects, of course, were unknown. But on April 18th, Swab returned to City Hall to briefly address the last city council meeting before the expiration of his second and due to term limits. So he just, just like the president, he did two terms and he was out of there. Final term as mayor. Seven months later, though, we don't, I don't know if it's because of the complications to the shooting, but Swab the mayor died on September 6, 2008, in a hospice. He had entered a week earlier. He had, had also been battling cancer. So also met the reporter. He was just shot in the hand and was released within 24 hours. So I don't know if this was connected to the murder. You know, I mean, his death was connected to the shooting, or was it from the cancer? It does not really say. It could have been either. I don't know. But there you go. It's not a long episode. By all means, I tried to do a really long and depth one yesterday, but like I said, I realized to stay away from Jim Beam. That box right across the street. 
and I just got almost had all the way done, recorded, ended, and I thought, no, I'm I can't do this. Also, let's talk about the victims. Now I'm gonna name all six because we don't know if the mayor died from the gunshot wounds or if he passed away from the cancer. But we're talking about Tom Baldwin. He was 37 year old police officer. He was killed. These are all killed, so I'm not gonna tell you say that. Kenneth Yao, 61 public works director. Mike Schwabadi, 69 mayor. Now, like I said, he was really, you know, critical condition, but he but later died from either either cancer or from the gunshot wounds. I'm not for sure. Michael H. T. Lynch, 63 council member. Connie Carr, 51 council member, and William Biggs, 50 police officer. And like I said, one one wounded. Todd Smith, 36. But keep in mind, I said there was over 30 people there. So it could have been a lot worse if that officer, sergeant, who um, let me see, did not push his um emergency. William Big, if he was not able to get that emergency, I don't. Well, I guess they still would have heard the gunshot wounds, the gunshot sounds, and when it went over there investigating. Plus, people were running out, but it gave him kind of a head start on the situation. So I think he saved a lot of people's lives because I don't think he would have stopped. Just uh, Cookie would not have stopped just shooting the people since he was already asshole deep in it. He probably would have kept on shooting. But there you go. It's not a long episode. Like I said, I wanted, but mainly I'll just keep repeating myself on different things. Ticketed here, ticketed here. So I'm just going to give you, I'm going to try to get better on storytelling like this. And I, matter of fact, my, this is an idea that my wife gave me, try to do more episodes about where I'm at at the current time instead of being like right now doing a case in New York or in California covering that case when I'm here in Missouri when I record to try to do here and this was my initial plan but I found out man this is so hard if I want to you know details let me ask everybody would you all like to be submerged in details or just get to the facts and my, I, I try to submerge you all with a bunch of details but my wife just says get to the facts they don't need all the other nonsense and quit your side chatter and I said, yes, ma'am. That's why we're married for 22 years. So, all right, then. Enough blabbing. If you like what you hear, please rate and review anywhere you're listening to it. Share with friends. Also, I keep forgetting to say this, but I have a YouTube channel that I'm trying to go live on. When I go to these locations, I like to go live on YouTube. I want to be like Lamont at large. That's my... I, you, matter of fact, if you want to go see something, if you go to YouTube, search up Lamont at large or Fascinating Graveyards. He's one of my inspirations of doing my TikTok channel, Sceneries and Cemeteries. So, yeah, give him a try. You will enjoy him. Now, he, he's a, you know, no-bullshit fact person, but he does, let me see. Just go check him out. You'll like him. But if you do, I have my, my YouTube channel also as well. Or you can follow, you know, join my Facebook group at Murder and True Crime, Instagram at Murder. Twitter is Truck Murder. Also, you can email me at truckstopmurder at gmail.com. And if you do, I do need more equipment. I only have one Patreon. If you want to join my Patreon, it's support me that way. Maybe get better equipment. Maybe if you do really like what you hear from me, and I know the people in Honduras like me because they still have me on the YouTube chart, not YouTube charts, but the Apple True Crime, the True Crime podcast charts on iTunes, which thank you so much. And if you all do like this, you want me to do this full time, go on my Patreon, Patreon forward slash Truck Stop Murder. 
Or if you just want to do it one time, you could PayPal me at thetruckstopmurder at gmail.com. Well, enough of my babbling. I'm just blabbling now. So, like I always say, you can't fix stupid, but you can sure numb it with a 2x4. I'm out of here. Thank <laughs> you.